The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. In those days, Jesus departed to the mountain to pray, and he spent the night in prayer to God. When day came, he called his disciples to himself, and from them he chose twelve, whom he also named apostles. Simon, whom he named Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called a zealot, and Judas, the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. And he came down with them and stood on the stretch of level ground. A great crowd of his disciples and a large number of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And even those who were tormented by unclean spirits were cured. Everyone in the crowd sought to touch him because power came forth from him and he healed them all. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. It's beautiful to be back here. I, I've told some of you, but uh, I think it was in 2015, I was going to preach, I think, a retreat to the consecrated women living in Jerusalem at the time I was in Rome, and I hadn't done my retreat yet for the year, so I arranged to come seven days early and do my week-long retreat here in, uh, in Israel, and uh, in my... Uh, normal detail-oriented fashion. <laughs> I forgot to assure that I had a place to stay. <laughs> so I just presumed I'll stay with the legionaries. And as I was leaving the house in the center, they're like, oh, no, up in Magna, there's not really a lot of rooms. Because <laughs> they hadn't built the, they were still living in the cabanas near the, the lake, the two or three fathers that were here. So there on the tarmac of the, in the airport, I finally got a text message back from father at the time who was here and he said yeah no there's no rooms so <laughs> luckily uh i had a friend in the vatican who i knew knew a franciscan here and i texted him and when i landed i had a text from uh, the priest italian priest who lived here say sure you can you can come stay here so i stayed in the house there for four or five days and just did my retreat here uh, so i meditated a lot on being an apostle and uh, I had a text, that, a book that I was going to be using for my retreat. So I spent a good couple hours each morning on the shore there reading the scriptures and reflecting and praying. So uh, a lot of, uh, I won't give you all of the content for those meditations. But uh, first, let's just start from all the things that happened in this space just to, and in this, this town, from the, the book that uh, you were all you know, ordered, and we're reading the Holy Land Pilgrimage book from Father Sortino. It, it was here in Capernaum that Jesus called his first apostles, Peter and Andrew, James and John. That's in Mark 1. Matthew, the tax collector, was in Capernaum, Mark 2, and Luke 5. Here in the synagogue, he cured the man with the withered hand, went up the mountain and returning called the twelve, the gospel we read today. He cured Simon, mother, Simon Peter's mother-in-law without a moment's hesitation, and then cured all the sick brought to him and cast out demons, as we read today's gospel. 
Here in Capernaum, he healed the centurion's slave. We talked about a little bit yesterday uh, that the man on the way back, right? And we, he received the example of the great faith of the man who was let down through the, the roof by his relatives, Mark 3. He also gave the powerful bread of life discourse in John 6, happened in Capernaum. And this is where so many abandoned him because his teachings were hard. But Peter proclaimed with humble faith, Master, where should we go? You alone have words of eternal life. And then he traveled from synagogue to synagogue in Judea to give the good news, right? So from here he would do day trips or maybe multiple day trips to different towns along the coast. So this was kind of headquarters for his apostolate, right? Mission headquarters. Where he lived, probably with Peter in his home or maybe had another home eventually of his own or for a few of his apostles. Um, and this is where Jesus ministered. So obviously it's impossible to meditate on all those things, but that's why hopefully you'll have some time yourself to go off and uh, look at page 166 of your book and pick your favorite passage and, and just meditate and reflect. But what I wanted to, to focus here on is just the general kind of concept which happened to all 12 of these people and so many through the gospel is the call, the invitation of Jesus, right? At one point, every single one of those individuals who had their plans and had their life and had things they were busy and even things they were committed to and were planning on doing, had you know, their life organized and were projecting forward with their loved ones, their family members and their businesses and whatever they had, at one point, each one of them happened to hear Jesus preaching and speaking and, and talking and then seeing the healings and seeing him cast out a demon and then were confronted internally with, whoa, now what do I do, right? Do I just go back to whatever, cultivating mangoes? <laughs> I don't think they had mangoes here at the time. But go back to what I'm doing? Or all, do I actually, if in fact this is the Messiah, changes everything. Like, what else do you do? It's like go back to your normal routine of life. Like, oh, well, that was pretty cool. Okay, let's, what's next, right? Reminds me of a story I've shared with some of you, maybe in, in spiritual direction, one-on-one. -on -one. one of the moments that crystallized for me that I did have a vocation to the priesthood was just a very random experience with my college roommates. We rented a house off campus and everybody had different class schedules and were coming and going throughout the day, but usually on the weekends, Friday afternoon, everybody was tired of studying, and then you'd ask, hey, what are you going to do this week? What are you going to do this weekend? And you kind of make your plans. And, and so, actually, my parents just lived uh, a couple blocks away. Actually, they were the ones that helped us find the house of a friend who was working uh, overseas and left his house. So we, we rented it. So I was like, usually everybody go over to My mother would offer to cook dinner one of those days of the weekend. And so anyhow, we're sitting around having that conversation, watching the news, and something horrific was going on in the news. I can't remember if it was the famine in Ethiopia or something was happening there in 91, 92. Uh, but we were watching the news, and I remember thinking, after hearing this, like, wow, this is horrible. Like, 
what are we going to do? Like, you know, we're young. And I, I remember looking around at everybody after the news ended. And I was like, and I was wanted to talk about this and what we were going to do. And, and my friend Nick was like, uh, hey, you want to go, go for some pizza? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean, Nick? Like, we got we to gotta do something. We got to talk about this, you know? And to my surprise, I thought, you know, Jim and everybody else was like, no, we got to, because sometimes we talk about it. We got, no, yeah, yeah, let's go get some pizza, you know? And everybody left. And I was just sitting there on the couch, you know, like, thinking, like, how can we just go get pizza when the world is... And in that moment, it occurred to me, like, not that you're not like everyone else, but your reaction is different. You, and I was serious, like, in my mind, I was serious, like, we, I can't just have a normal weekend. Like, this is a crystallizing moment. Something has to be done. What am I going to do about this? And I'm sure the apostles had that same experience at times. Like, others, like, whoa, that was pretty interesting. And then off they go. <laughs> and maybe Peter, James, and John would be like, I don't know. I can't just go back to normal after seeing and hearing what we've just seen and heard. And in fact, I think that's perhaps what went on in Peter's mind several months or maybe a year later when they're back in his hometown and Jesus is preaching John 6. And then other people were going out to get pizza or leaving. Jesus is a hard saying, you know, who can eat his flesh and drink his blood and, and off they go. And then everyone looks like, and what are you going to do? And it's like, who else are we going to go to? I mean, we've seen, you've got the words of eternal life. We've seen you preach the Beatitudes. We've seen you, all that you've done. I mean, we can't ignore that. Uh, you're the one that I believe, right? I believe that you're the one that has the words of eternal life. And whether I understand it or don't, I'm, I can't go anywhere else. Like, I'm all in. <laughs> Even if everybody else leaves, I'm all in. I shared that also with all of you in the, uh, or some of you in the circle about perseverance this year we we talked about uh, the opening question was you know what's an example of your life where you persevered through a challenging moment and i shared like during the crisis that our order went through a lot of my peers after we found out the news of our founder and some of his uh, immorality and, and misdeeds when he that came to light when we were all i had already just signed on the dotted line i just gotten ordained and some are like, whoa, this is a game changer. And it was certainly a game changer in some sense. But I remember thinking to myself, I mean, it, but where else are we going to go? I mean, sure, it changes the challenge in front of us, but it's not like people don't need the gospel. It's not like I didn't feel at one point called to be a priest. It wasn't like everything. Yes, some significant things changed. But the essence, like... Jesus who called me and the desire to be his priest and, and the conviction that this mission is true and forming people to be apostles is still valid and still needed. Like, where else am I going to go? <laughs> I mean, sure, I could go be a parish priest, but then what, I'd, I'd be doing more or less the same thing in another format. So why? Like, and as some others have that, that same, like, but where else are we going to go? That's the call to be an apostle, not just the go out and do great and amazing things and change the world and get everybody excited and the numbers are growing. Sometimes it's also just, hey, I don't know about you, but I can't just go get pizza. <laughs> like, I got to do different things this weekend. 
or I can, I've got to volunteer. I've got to be engaged in my parish. I need to help. This is what I feel called to do. This is, you've got the words of eternal life. They're not anywhere else, right? No one else offers this platform <laughs> that Jesus does that I believe in and I, I support. So I would invite you in, in this day, all of you have had that encounter, right, along the way, to varying degrees. So part of your prayer today, I would invite you to go back to those seminal moments of your faith journey when God touched your heart and you chose internally, okay, where else am I going to go? Like, this is, this is the way I want to order my life. This is the way I want to follow the Lord. And perhaps also uh, make that decision at a deeper level. Like, where are you today? You've done it multiple times along the way, but where are you at right now? What is the Lord putting before you now that you can say, okay, once again, Lord, you have the words of eternal life, right? To whom are we going to go? And renew that call of the apostle. Uh, along the shore, I'm sure there was a first time Jesus called Peter, but there were probably multiple other conversations as things ratcheted up, right? As Jesus headed to Jerusalem, there was lots of times that Peter and James and John had to say, okay, we're going to keep going. We're in our hometown. We could just stay put when Jesus leaves. And they renewed and, and reconfirmed that call. So I invite us to do the same today. Let's pray also for, uh, during this Mass, for all of our the other people that we know that are followers of the Lord, that are striving to live as his apostles, first for our, our priests, for our consecrated men and, men and women, for bishops and priests, and then also so many lay people that we know that are living their faith, for the grace to be apostles and to continue to be apostles.